Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Let me show you something about the Holy Spirit. Do the Amplified. Let me show you something about the Holy Spirit so you have it in mind and you know he's holy, right? Yeah, yeah he's the most holy. Prabhupada said he's the Holy Spirit of God. Yet God says, I am holy, therefore be holy. Jesus is also called most holy. But the one who bears that name is him, the Holy Spirit of God. And I told you that anytime you magnify the name of Jesus, anytime you glorify the name of Jesus, what happens? He comes. Why? He only came to glorify Jesus. So as you were singing these songs of Jesus, you have no idea how much the Spirit of God is excited about it. All right, now look at the Holy Spirit. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look at the Holy Spirit. And tonight, he's here with us so strong. So I want you to acknowledge him. That's the other thing we miss. Acknowledge him. Just note that he is here. He is God. Okay? I was having a little nap this evening. And I felt I was worshipping or praying or something in the, in the dream or whatever it was. And I could literally see the face of somebody. I knew it was God. And I asked myself, Oosh, can I even continue this prayer? If, if this man is looking at me, it gave me a sense of consciousness that anytime I pray, anytime I do anything in the name of God, I should just be conscious that to you, he behaves like you are the only person. I showed you about his eyes, the eye of the dove. Now, look at the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that now the Lord is the Spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Emancipation from bondage, freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know what it means? Wherever he is, he expects to be given the liberty. In you, he expects you to give him the liberty. Because he's the moving spirit, remember. Yet, 
there are things you can do that could limit him from moving. And so we will never have the full-fledged manifestations of the Spirit. One of the ways to keep him free, not engaging him, because the Bible says emancipation from bondage and freedom. One of the ways to keep him moving is to acknowledge him. In fact, it is almost like the only thing. Acknowledge him. When you ignore him, you block him. So sometimes, your behavior, especially when the word is being taught, you can, you can just ignore him. If you take the word lightly, remember, he came to glorify, not himself, the word. So if you don't glorify what he glorifies, then there's a problem. And there's one thing I know about him. He steps off. And he, he becomes sorrowful. Yeah, he becomes sorrowful. You grieve him. When we say we are grieving him, it's not even about sin. Yeah, when we say we are grieving the Holy Spirit, it's not, it's not about sin. It's about you not, not recognizing him. How don't you recognize him? You don't hold the word in high esteem. You don't hold him in high esteem. Remember I told you he's the God who left everything. See, when Jesus was on the earth, the Bible said he was still in heaven. Okay? But him, the Holy Spirit, he came here in his fullness. Not to speak of himself. But glorify Jesus. Whatever he hears is what he says. Sometimes a little behavior of, a little talk, a little something. I mean, he, he's a loving God. But he steps back too quickly. Because to him, everything must be holy. To him, everything must be holy. You know why? Because when the word comes to you, the word sanctifies you. That's what Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 says. Look at it. It says, so he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So, when the word, you see, what the word does is that as we teach the word of God, it comes to sanctify you. Sanctify you means separation. Okay? So, the word sanctifies you for the move of the Holy Ghost. Remember I taught you about the feet washing. We, we pick death in our minds. We pick death in our hearts. We pick death and so on and so forth. And the Holy Ghost is so holy that he doesn't, he doesn't delve in such area. So you must be separated because once your feet has gotten into debt, then you are not alone. Then you are with debt. And so when the word of God comes to you, it washes you, it sanctifies you. The Bible says, by washing of water. 
So it washes you off the dead. It washes you off dead. So the Holy Spirit cannot move with you. Whether you like it or not, we are in the era of the Holy Ghost. He's the most important person on the earth. You need to know him and know how to deal with him. Under the word and the Holy Ghost is so close to you. The thing to do is to what? Acknowledge him. Be so conscious. He is not a wind. He is not air. He is a person. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is not a wind. He is not a feeling. He is a person. Okay? Now, without the Holy Spirit, you can go off God's will. I'll show you something before we close. You will go off God's will. There are a lot of people who go off God's will and they still see things working. But there's an eventual consequence. I was dressing up and I was meditating on certain scriptures and then it came to my mind that God gives us a lot of examples in the Bible for us to see the word, honor the word, and have the life of the spirit of God in abundance in our lives. So I was thinking of, for example, I was thinking of when God calls a man, he becomes his star. Jesus says the star is in his hands. You dare talk about what Jesus holds in his hands? Yet I told you, these things are relegated because the fear of God is not taught. Things that are holy and actually it is even the word of God that teaches you what is holy, what is most holy, what is common, what is uncommon. Which means without the word of God, you cannot even know how to work with the Holy Ghost. And a man who doesn't have the move or the work of the Holy Ghost is the most miserable. I don't care who you are. If you have no leadings of the Spirit, if you have no promptings of the Spirit, if you have no guidance of the Spirit, you are most miserable. Jesus said, it is good for you. It is good for you that I go. Because when the Holy Ghost comes, God coming to dwell in man. See, the coming of the Holy Ghost into you was the coming of the Father and the Son at the same time into you. He is the one who brought them into you. So you don't recognize the Spirit of God. It's likely you will never recognize the Word. You will never recognize the Father. The Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is. Is he here? The Bible says that there is liberty. Which means he is a spirit of liberty. So he wants liberty. He is not, he's not blocked. He is the only God. I mean he is the, the part of the Godhead. Who has liberty and freedom. Jesus came and he didn't have liberty. Jesus didn't have liberty. He couldn't be everywhere at the same time. He couldn't go to certain places. 
He even needs to negotiate with men to sit on boats, to sit on water. But in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and the spirit of God moved. There was no man. He moved upon the face of the deep. No negotiations because he's a free spirit. Don't block him in your life. You are, forgive me for the word, a useless Christian. If you lack the move, the leadings, the promptings of the spirit, if you lack, listen, the phanerosis, the manifestations, he is in you so there can be manifestations. What kind of manifestations? Manifestations of God. God's man. The way God is, is manifested in me. Remember, Even lions manifest God's character. Birds manifest. No wonder the Bible will use symbolisms of animals because in them, a part of his glory was released. And they exhibited, you won't hear, the, the, the cock will crow between four to five. There, will, there won't be any day that they will not do. The lion has never changed its behavior. Never. Because there is a part of glory. They don't have the full glory. We have the full glory. Yet. You see, the lion was created not to be afraid. And so it is never afraid of anything. That's how it was created. But you were created to have dominion over the lion. Yet we don't hold fast on our dominion every time. That no wonder the Bible says creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. Because we are not manifesting the fullness of God's glory. That is why God came into you by his spirit. So there can be the manifestations of God. God of God. Sometimes think one day sit down and just close your eyes and think about God. God. Like Say it, God, God, God. And have the consciousness of this God that you always say in your mouth without an idea. We call on a God we have no idea about. But the Old Testament people did. He never lived in them. Listen, be conscious of him. As you are sitting there right now, you just know the Holy Spirit is here. And if he is here, I believe. That's the, that's the fullness of recognition. Without the Holy Spirit, our sitting here is useless. He's the work of God. He's the final state of the mind of God. That's who he is. God thinks, God speaks. Jesus, the word, reveals. The Holy Spirit does it. He's the final state of the mind of God. And I'm going to show you how without the Holy Spirit, even men that were called by God, made a huge mistake and it affected nations for several years. For even the whole creation, all nature awaits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. Are we not sons? Yes, we are sons. But we have not taken full-fledged position of sonship. Listen, if I want to tell you some things, 
Did Adam pray in the garden? Did you hear Peter, James? Did you hear them pray? Did you hear them pray? Did you hear them ask Jesus anything? Why? He was with them? And he's not with you? And he's in you? What did Adam ask in the garden? The only time the Bible says he gave an idea of their union. He comes in during the cool of the day and they do what? The fellowship, the talk. That was the original intent of God and his people. But because we are not conscious of the Holy Spirit, we have, we, we have come, it's like we are the fallen men. Before Adam fell, he never prayed in the garden. He never begged God for anything. God, listen, God made all things available for him. Just like you, all things have been made available to you. But the reason why it is not seen is you don't recognize his word. Because without his word, faith doesn't come. Faith is the only thing that reveals all that is available. Did you ever ask yourself, who told Abel to give offering? You see, when God is in you, when God is with you, reality sets in. You begin to do the right things without anyone pushing you to. And one of the ways you can save yourself in this life, okay, is to be conscious of the Holy Spirit be conscious of the word of God. Respect and honor the word of God, the Holy Spirit. Because the two manifest the oneness. You actually discredit the whole Godhead when you discredit one. Because without the two, there is no testament, there is no establishment. That is why God hates unbelief. Hates unbelief. Hates unbelief. I showed you the process. When you decide to hear the word of God, faith comes, right? And I told you, who brings that faith to you? It is the Holy Spirit that brings that faith that faith, listen, that faith is not human faith. Listen, faith does not come into you to turn into human or to have human nature. Uh-uh. Faith, the faith that comes to you is actually Christ. Paul said it in Galatians 2. Faith is actually Christ. What is it with this Christ coming to me as faith? It is a manifestation of Christ. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that faith is the substance. You know, that whole statement, verse 1, is actually, you can, some people call it definition, it can be a definition, but it's actually a description. It is a description of faith. Who is faith? Christ. Okay? According to the scriptures. Now, the word substance the word substance actually means, the Greek word is hypostasis. I told you. Hypostasis. Two words. It means hypo, H-U-P-O, and then stasis, S-T-A-S-I-S. Hypo means 
alongside. Along. Okay, along. And then stasis means to, to stand. So, that statement, faith is the standing along, the firm foundation of things hoped for. Tonight, I'm talking to you about faith's behavior or the behavior of faith. The behavior of faith. The behavior of faith. Now, you have written enough. Listen. Hypostasis, this is what it means. You know a bulldog? Imagine you put a bone. Let me use a pit bull. Imagine you give a pit bull bone. And the pit bull put the bone in its mouth. Do you think anyone can pull that bone out? That is hypostasis. Faith is actually called, you can call it the bulldog. Is that what? Or the pit bull syndrome. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost brings faith to you because you hoped for something. And that thing you hoped for, you, 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 know, you went for God's word and faith came to you based on that hope. When that hope is laid on by faith, it's like a bone. The hope is like the bone. In the mouth of faith, it means it holds it firm. So firm that no one can take it out of his hand. That's what it means. Remember I'm talking about the elasticity of faith. When faith comes to you, for whatever reason it came, it comes to hold it. If you like, let them stretch it. Let them pull it. As they pull it around, faith will never let it go. That is hypostasis. Because, listen, it is an interplay of God. The faith came out of the word God. And it came to you by God. And who dare take something out of God's hand? So, the reason why you must honor the word of God is because that is where faith comes from. The Holy Ghost will never bring faith to you if you don't honor God. If you discredit the word of God. Jesus, go to Galatians chapter 2, from verse 20 to 22. I want to tell you that whatever your faith is holding on to, trust me, you will get it. It is not happening because it might look like somebody is trying to pull that hope out of the mouth of faith. You can be pulled around. Faith can be pulled around. But I'm telling you one thing. That's what the Bible says. It is the assurance. It is the assurance. Look at it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. Paul was so conscious of who was in him. But Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I love the way he put it. The life I live in the flesh, as you see me like this, the life that I live, it is by the faith. It is not me, but by the faith 
of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Faith will never let things go. In fact, it doesn't even know how to do it. Faith lays claim. It will hold it. So see, when things are delaying, things that you, you prayed for, things that you, you hope for, you know, to get, and you, you got inspiration from the word of God, and faith came, and you said, no, I have got this. But it looks like it is delaying. Take your mind off the delays and have assurance that once this hope is in the grip of faith, I got it. The faith of the son of God. I was in a hurry to come and tell you this. Cheer up, cheer up. Tell somebody, cheer up. You look at the situation stretching and pulling faith around. You have no idea. That's what you look at. I saw a, a pit bull fight in Brazil. They used shovel to hit the head. They even used whatever. It was holding on to the animal. It won't let it go. The strength. Because I hear the teeth locks. If a dog that hopes to kill another dog and eventually lays hold on that dog and his teeth is able to lock. Cheer up. Cheer up. You worry too much. You know why we worry? We worry because there are certain things we don't know. Reason why every day of our lives we must go for the word. Because the word is what reveals to you. Then the Holy Ghost brings the faith to you. And once it comes, once it comes, it has laid hold on the thing. You know, that's why for three days or two days I, be, I kept telling you about money. Because that is the only thing that can sway you off faith. Because it's a master. Which means it is likely for a man to, to leave God as a master and follow that master as well. So you must understand money. But when you understand faith, material things don't move you. Do you know one component of faith is contentment? And do you know that patience is even found in faith? Because when a man has faith concerning something, he's patient about it. Because the man has entered rest. Remember what I told you in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. That is the second time we saw God release all his power to give man patience. All his power. All his power to give patience. Okay. I saw a definition of a man of God about faith. He said now, faith is tirelessly and determinedly standing by and never letting go of things hoped for. <laughs> it's tirelessly and determinedly standing by, not letting what we hope for go. There's nothing life will do that will make me change my mind of what I believe. There's nothing any situation can cause me. No. Because faith is, you know, steadfast. 
it will hold it steadfastly. You see, I'm saying this for your consciousness. Because your faith can also be displaced by unbelief. And when a man enters into unbelief, it's like the walls to your house are broken. There's, faith is a protection, actually. I, I, will, I will show you. Faith is a protection. And the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals all these things to us. So let's acknowledge him. You love him. Because without his guidance, you cannot be guided into all truth. We are, we are growing to a point eh, where we will live again the Garden of Eden. Where we know that all things are at our beck and call. When we pray, it is our fellowship. We are just talking to God. Not over something we like. Because God's nature is that he makes preparation first. He, all things before he brings you in. Before you became born again, all the things you will ever ask for in this life, he made preparation for it. If Eden, can you, are you trying to say Eden is better than Christ? Eden can never. There's coming a time in your life you will stop, Lord, Lord, give me this. Lord, let this happen. Lord, blah. No, 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 no. That is the highest level of thought. Are you learning something about faith? Yes, sir. Faith is the assurance. 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 If I believe this and I can lay hold on it from the word of God. You see, actually, the word of God prepares your heart because believing is with the heart. That's where the whole thing starts from. So you know what the word of God does to you? The more you listen to the word of God, the more you listen to the word of God, the more you go in for the word of God, the more you do that, your heart is being prepared. 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 Until now, faith comes. And when faith comes, it can go. Do you think Hannah and Simeon in the Old Testament, do you think they, listen, for her to stay till 84 years in the temple waiting for a little child to be born, she denied herself of marriage and held on to faith. Now look at what the Bible, she wasn't lying down sleeping. She did certain things that kept her faith. She fasted and she prayed. The Bible says fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer for several, several years. Waiting for who? A child he has no idea about. Assuming they were given a hint that there was going to be born from this family. It was married. That was, at least you have an idea that it's going to be this one or that one. So you'll be looking out for. None of them knew. Even Mary herself didn't know. Joseph didn't know. But the Bible says that for the past 84 years, she had been serving God with night and day, prayer and fasting. This is what sustained her faith. Because in their time, there was no New Testament scripture. 
All the scriptures they had were the Old Testament that was telling about hope, the coming. And even in that one, she believed. She believed until the reality came to her. And she started rejoicing. Because what her faith held on to. Remember, I shared with you, for these 84 years in the temple, all she kept talking about was there's coming a savior. There's coming a savior. There's coming Jesus. But she has never seen him or had any idea. But faith caused her to speak. Caused her to speak as though she had seen. And eventually, after 84 years, what her faith held on to, she saw it. You give up too quickly. Add rejoicing to your faith. Add thanksgiving to your faith. Add it. You see, you must add certain components. <laughs> when faith lays hold, sustain yourself with the consciousness of faith by thanking God. Is that not what Abraham did? In Romans chapter 4, the Bible says, he did not consider his own body now dead. There was something that could have destroyed her faith. What was it? His own body. And what again? The deadness of Sarah's womb. These two things. Because every day you wake up, you see your wife barren. You look at yourself. Your body looks like dead. Yet the Bible says that he was not weak in faith. He considered not his own body consideration. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness. The Bible says the womb was dead. God confirms it. By the Holy Ghost, that Sarah's womb was dead. Dead. What can a dead thing provide? There's no life from the dead. So there was no natural baby. Or naturally, there wasn't going to be anybody coming out of Sarah's womb. Because we saw that the problem was not Abraham. Because Abraham had a child. So when God says the womb was dead, the womb was dead. The Bible says, look at it. This is what sustained him. He staggered not at the promise of God. Through what? Unbelief. Abraham had every reason for his heart to wonder about. He had every reason for his heart to be hardened. Because he'll be saying every day, because 25 good years of not having a child. When God has promised, it's not easy. He had every reason to give up. But the Bible says, he staggered not. When you lay hold on the word of God, it gives you firm footing. You will not stagger. You can be blown away by wind, but you stand. You can hear words that will want to push you up, but you still stand. I am telling you, stay away from the word. And you will be blown away. So he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So when a man is in unbelief, he's staggering. He will stagger. Stagger means you are shaking. 
You are shaking small. You are shaking small. You are, it's like you are shaking. The word of God does, is not holding you. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Faith is able to build you up. Look at what the Bible says. He said, but was strong in faith. How, what was the strength? What strengthened his faith? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. You see, when you give glory to God, it gives you consciousness on him. You trust his promise. Total reliance, total trust. You know, some of us, instead of giving glory for anything that you believe God for, or you have believed God for, or you have trusted God for, you trust God for, your faith is holding on, you become sad. Christians don't know how to give thanks. I don't know if you have taken a good look at the word thanksgiving. Yeah, the word thanksgiving. You know it's two words, right? Thanks and giving. When it is linked to faith, and you give thanksgiving to God, it means you are thanking him for something he has given already. But the Bible says, Abraham was giving glory to God. Giving glory. Giving glory. Giving glory. Giving glory. Giving glory. Giving glory. Giving glory to God. That is how you water the grip of your faith. Give glory. Instead of worrying. See, our life, whether you like it or not, our life is not like the people of the world. They get things by crying. We get things by giving glory. Learn to give glory. Go on. And being fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. He could have said and being persuaded. But the Bible says fully, fully persuaded. That what? The word again. What he had promised. Which means you must be fully persuaded of the word. Otherwise, forget it. You will slip. He was able to perform. Yeah. He was able to perform. Now, when he crossed this barrier and he learned the protocols around this. When God asked him to kill his son, it was easy for him. Because why? The Bible says that, and considering him, who is able to raise the dead? Abraham knew that even if I chop my son's head, God will raise him back. Look, you don't just read, you learn from it. He was persuaded that what he had promised do you, see God, do you see God as a performer? God is not just a talker. He backs his word with actions. If he tells you you have this, you have it. I'm going to show you something that will blow your mind. Canaan was not actually a, a new land that God was giving to the Israelites. But because he promised by his word. Even when they ignored and they abandoned it, he brought them back. And that's what I want to share with you tonight. Faith has a behavior. But you see, faith also guides you into the will of God. 
Because the word of God is actually the will of God. Now, listen to me carefully. Stay, do everything possible and stay in the will of God. If you get out of the will of God, things might seem working. God will speak to you this way. He said to Jacob, I'll show you. <laughs> Jacob left the will of God. Oh, yes. So God said to him, you go. I will be with you. I will show you that statement will cause certain glorious happening in your life. But it will never make you settle. You ready for it? You want to see it? I'll give you a summary. Do you know when Esau wanted to kill Jacob Jacob ran to a place where he met God. And he named the place what? Bethel. Do you know Bethel was in Canaan? He left to go look for wives. Look at what happened to him. He was dealt with by the wife's father who was a pagan. He ran back. God asked him to go back to where I met you. Don't run away from the place you had an encounter with God. Don't. Because you see, every opening, every door is not doors that God opened. He can be with you to go through, but you will suffer the consequence. We'll read scripture. So look at it. He met God in Bethel. God saved him from his brother Esau who wanted to kill him. He didn't stay. He only built an altar for God. He built an altar called the place Bethel. Face to face with God. Then he left to go look for wives. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.